I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, Here's a fun one, Andy. Um, Our our pal Stephen Tower watching from London. Uh, uh, Mentally, I'm preparing myself for this season to be 2002 2.0. Do you gentlemen believe that to be a valid comp? Um, well, I know they're not coming off a Super Bowl, yeah, but yeah, I thought the 2002 team, I think, um, I, I think it was kind of old and, you know, coming off of it a lot. There were a lot of veterans that they had signed that were kind of coming up. That team just couldn't stop the run and that ultimately did them in. But I'll tell you this, if Mac Jones plays, you know, a similar caliber season in as Tom Brady did in 02, I don't really care what the final record is. I'll take that. I think that would be an enormous sign, a positive sign for the future because Tom Brady was really good in 02, even though they didn't make the playoffs. He Question threw a lot of Andy. picks. He led the league in touchdowns that year, yeah. but he also had a bunch of picks that year. Maybe well, they weren't Jones a great team, but he showed yeah. development. But in Paul's, because that mentality was the mentality I took last year with Mac Jones, was very simply, if you finished the season knowing who your quarterback was, that you had a quarterback, I thought it was a successful season. They yep. mixed in some entertainment factor. They obviously mixed in a playoff berth, which I didn't need as part of my little scenario. Um, how many years can you go with saying, well, if Mac Jones develops and if Mac Jones looks so like this is the NFL where teams go worse to first teams go yeah. like, I'm just saying, I think Tom Brady was much better in Oh two than he was in Oh one. I think one, there were a lot of people that felt like, yeah, I mean, they won, but he really handed the ball off the whole time and they played defense and a lot of funny things happened. In 02, as Fitzy just said, he led the league in touchdown passes. He, you know, he threw for over 4,000 yards. You were like, wow, this guy can be more than I thought. If Mac Jones is more than a lot of people think, first of all, if Mac Jones is more than some Patriots fans think, you got a Hall of Famer on your hands. Uh, yeah. Some people have, yes, I would agree. But my point is, like, I'm using this same barometer with Justin Herbert. Sooner or later, Justin Herbert needs to poop or get off the pot and actually make the playoffs. Like, or right. you're going down. Oh, well, like no, Matthew no, no, no. That, that is not really. his fault. I don't want to. I don't oh, want to get my his fault. He's the quarterback. PFW Dander. That's fault. not his. It's partly his. His coach is an is an analytics asswad who couldn't figure out whether he should or shouldn't call a timeout at the end of the season last year, costing them a playoff berth. If anybody carried that team and their deficient roster last year, to which they've made significant the upgrades into the offseason it was justin herbert dude if you if anybody if you could play pick a quarterback from the afc to build your team around right now Josh i bet Allen. you at least 40 i bet you at least 30 percent of the people responding if not maybe uh over a third would say yeah. justin herbert he's in the conversation i think it's Allen, mahomes herbert but you know the difference is those two have developed into winners 
Josh Allen, when he still sucked, went to the playoffs. He gave us the opportunity to mock his playoff behind the back, whatever, flip of the ball, right? Like, at some point in the National Football League, quarterback is a wins position. It's a playoffs position. It's do you get your team to the playoffs? Do you get more out of it? That That's all I'm saying. And the Mac thing, he's going to face that in the next year or so. Like, I don't think they're a playoff team this year. Vegas doesn't think they're a playoff team, right? They set the over-under at eight and a half wins. Like, they're not seen as a a must-win. That's why I've said that Mac has sort of a, a no-lose situation here. Like, he's developing with all these questions of roster, questions of coaching. It's like, Mac, if he does great, I think Mac's going to get a lot of the credit. And if the wheels fall off, I don't think there's going to be a lot of fingers pointed at Mac this year. Hey, Fitzy, pretty sure he stole that from me from Tuesday when we were sitting on the hill. No, I've written this column eight weeks ago. I think there's a chance, and I he think he's such a chance, take snake. You know, he is such a take snake. He really is. Uh, but in, in all seriousness, I understand that we're exaggerating a little bit to make a point. But I do think. I mean, obviously, there's there's inherent pressure on a quarterback, right? Especially one that plays in Boston. Um, but there is something to be said with if Mac Jones doesn't play well. What do you think? Ninety five percent of the fans are going to say. Well, this is what happens when you put a special teams coach as the guy who mm-hmm. plays. Yep. This is not going to be on Mac Jones. It's going to be about well, – I mean, last year was all about the weapons. This year it's going to be all about who's calling plays. They're setting him up to fail. That's going to be the narrative for a right. lot of people. And, again, we're exaggerating. There's obviously pressure on Mac Jones. But I do think that that if it doesn't go well for him, there will be a lot of people with, with ready-made excuses for him. Tin so hat conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theory thing. Right. Do you think there's any chance, though, that maybe Belichick is sort of uh, organizing things this way so as to protect or shield Mac Jones a little bit during his year two development, or is he throwing him to the wolves? Wait, how is he shielding him by giving him bad coaching potentially? Yeah, exactly. That's shielding? Yeah, that's I don't think that's a good thing. That's okay. a terrible plan, Bill. Bill, give me give me your license. Look into this thing and tell me if your eyes still see the right letters. Do you think you should um, take another driving test, Andy? I mean, my God, you're just fixated on the fact that he's age seven. He's such an ageist. It's so upsetting. Well, like, I, he's no, been doing this to me for a long time. Yeah, so. like our, our listenership, Cume, is getting younger, which is good, apparently, probably for the sales department. But like Andy's aging out a lot of our veteran listenership. Which is, you know, I mean, that's a significant portion of Patriots Nation, Andy, and you should be ashamed of yourself. I've never understood why people get defensive when you bring up the idea that somebody who's 70 years old is where most people are retired and closer to death than birth. Okay, but this is also not 1927, Andy. I can't smoke on an airplane. Actually, we don't even have airplanes in 1927, really. I don't wear a wool suit to a baseball game. Uh, we have telephones and Wi-Fi. It's a different time. 70 years old is what 50 used to be 80 years ago. So, uh, no, I'm not concerned about Bill's age in the least. You should be impressed with that one, Andy. 70 years old is what 50 used to be 80 years ago. That's an Andy Hart-like comment. I do like the statement. I just yes. don't know. He's know rubbing off on me. I like that. Uh, Paul, Fancy, I, want to get back I like that a lot. I want to get back to something but, you said because you, I had it on here. Okay. The offense is getting all of the attention. Mm-hmm. All of it. Which side of the ball do you have more confidence in? Fitzy kind of touched on it, but, like, do you think this can be a defensive-led team with Stephen Be- – for those watching online, you can see that he's <laughs> shaking his head vehemently, I believe, yeah. is the description of Vehement, that. It's, it's, no, that's, that's way strong. I won't say there is any of the V words. is a little bit better than defense right now yeah. to me. Just really? a little. No vim, vigor, or vehemence, if you will, in the shaking Correct. of the head. Uh, you think the offense is incrementally – 
better. I think right it now. has. I think it has More a chance. Talent. I mean, it, obviously, if you if you just have no design to what you're doing, I mean, it's going to be hard to to execute. But I do think with a year under their belts, the you know the Bournes, Aguilors, Smiths, and Henrys, you know, figured to be a little bit better this year than they were last year. Now, again, Andy's theory, they're not all going to be better, but you might get improvement from one or two of those guys. And Mac Jones should be better in year two. I think your offense has a chance to be okay. I don't think it's going to be, you know, Kansas City or, you know, uh, you know, one of these high-powered offenses. I have, I have a lot of concerns. They couldn't stop the run last year. They haven't been able to really stop the run consistently in a few years. What have they done to improve that? Raquan McMillan. Okay. Sam Roberts. LeBron Ray. Sam <laughs> Roberts. <laughs> I like, is. I just, I, I wonder, I wonder how they stop the run. And then if they're constantly in these third and short situations, how do you get off the field? You know, Andy, this one will get you. You know, Fred Kirsch, your former boss, uh-huh. and you know how positive he is. He makes uh-huh. Fitzy look like a hater. Yep. I can't tell you how many times during the course of this offseason he's looking at the defense with the following comment. I'm just hoping that they can force a punt. (laughs) He has said that on the radio mm -hmm. no fewer than a dozen times. Well, to be fair, the last two games they played against the Bills, which was two of their last, whatever, four games that he saw, they couldn't force a punt. No, they couldn't. Obviously, that's why he says it. And no, Paul, know, that's why the it's running likely joke to be earned incentives like it's right. like the, the, NFL the running parlance, the running like, joke during the NFL draft became obviously everybody believed that Belichick wasn't happy about Jake Bailey's four million dollar salary. So he would go get the punt god, Matt Ariza from San Diego State. He instead goes to Buffalo of all places. So now he can flip the field on the Patriots or any other AFC East foe in a heartbeat because the guy's got a left leg cannon. But the joke became like. Yeah, well, there's one guy the Patriots probably won't see this season. So I guess that's a good thing. But no, it's a terrible, it's a terrible thing. And and you're right. Like, look at the roster. You're not gonna, what are you expecting? Like a massive leap from Byron Cowart? Is this Bill Murray's year? Do you, is Carl Davis gonna re- rekindle the form he displayed for a couple games um as an off-the-street fella in 2020? Like, no, the off the defensive line isn't that much different than it was last season. And that was an issue. You have to wonder, though, the way Bill is reconfiguring the defense. Does he just expect everybody to go wide open like it's going to be Buffalo versus Kansas City in the divisional round? I mean, I, I know there's a lot of teams like that, but there are still, uh, you know, potential opponents that they're going to have to see like Baltimore and Tennessee that, you oh, know, tons. don't play like that. Tons right. of them. There, there's sneaky lot of teams that run the football in the National Football League. Baltimore, Tennessee, Cleveland. Pittsburgh, like you have teams that are going to try to uh, Indy that are going to run the ball, try to run the ball, and you lose. I know everybody was pissed off and thinks Dante Hightower was toast and lost a step and and all those things. And certainly, the Jonathan Taylor play against the Colts was mm-hmm. probably the visualization of that feeling. Yeah, but he also was a key guy in the middle of your defense for for whatever he had left in the tank. You lose him, you lose Van Oy, and I know you bring back Bentley, but. Paul Perillo taught me very few things over the years. One of them was somebody has to make tackles. Somebody has to make catches and somebody has to make tackles. And Jawan Bentley, to me, is a guy that, yeah, he plays inside linebacker, so he's going to tally somewhere between 80 and 110 tackles a year, regardless of where they are and whether they actually help the defense at all. 
It's like who are we talking to, Andy? Uh, special teams was it? Was it Kyle Arrington when he was? Oh yeah, yeah, when yeah. He was yeah. First, mm-hmm. You know, like people were talking about all these tackles he was making. He, well, well, you know, and then he would he he said to Andy, well, "Well, I'm the gunner, and my job is to run down the field and tackle the returner. Like if I can't do that, then I can't be out there." Right. Uh, I well, think in in general terms, your your inside linebackers are going to be your leading tacklers. They're going to make a lot of tackles, but do they make a lot of plays? Right. Or do they but, make tackles eight yards downfield and it's right. now second and two? In and the last two, three, four years, it's been too often those tackles by the Patriots' run defense have been too far down the field. And, and, and they've been made by safeties, Paul. And that's like yep. when Adrian Phil, when a safety or a cornerback is your leading tackler on the team or your best tackler, that's an issue. Uh, and you're going like to see Adrian a lot Phil- of that because I think you're right, Fitzy. You, you mentioned right, right at the top of the podcast. I think that's what Bill's going to do. He's going to flood the field with safeties. I think you're going to see four of them um, on, I don't know what percentage of plays, but a lot of them with with Peppers, Duggar, Phillips, and McCourty. I think all four of those guys are going to be part of it. So at least one or two of those is going to be serving as a linebacker. And, and he told, and that was part of the recruiting of Jabril Peppers, he told him, that uh, he was going to see the field a ton. And Peppers obviously wanted a paycheck and wanted to come learn from Belichick or so we've been told. But he told Peppers, as he admitted during his first media avail, that Bill told him there were going to be at least three safeties on the field almost the entire season this year. So that was like the first hat tip as to what the or hand tip, if you will, as to what they were going to do defensively. Let's just get this one out of the way. Uh, We'll do a final viewer mail and questions if you've got them later on at Six Rings Pod. Give us a follow. Thank you guys for listening in. Got Jumbo Hart, PFW, Paul Paul Perillo from Patriots.com, and your old pal Fitzy here. Uh, Isabella Rosa Kaiser says, all right, what do you all think actually happens with Hightower this season? Does he come back, or is is that is he Dunsky? Talk about the players that are here. All right, so Andy, you know how much I love to read between the lines of the Bill Belichick press conferences, and I yes. just make stuff up? Yes. <laughs> so I think um, – we can close the door on Hightower personally because prior to that comment that Andy just made about, we'll talk about the players are here. That was as glowing a Bill Belichick tribute for a player as you're going to get. Those kinds of tributes from Belichick are generally reserved for guys that no longer are playing. You know, Teddy Bruschi's Mr. Patriot, Troy Brown. I mean, he was the perfect Patriot. Now he's talking about, this is one of the best linebackers that's ever been here. Now he's complimentary of his players when they hear like we've heard him talk like Patrick Chung. No one no right. one works harder. But that to me was a different kind of tribute. And I took that as he knows that Hightower's done. Yeah. And I think we all agree, even though we're talking about questions at linebacker, I think we all agreed that Dante Hightower was kind of kind of toast. And it wasn't just the Jonathan Taylor play. There were a lot of plays just in general. There were swing passes where it's like, oh, he's got the – oh, how, how how come he doesn't have the angle anymore? What, what happened? There was a play in, in the Buffalo game, and I think it was the one at home at the day after Christmas where it was like the first drive of the game, maybe even the first play. It was a little swing to Devin Singletary that he dragged him about eight extra yards down the sideline. I was like, what just yep. happened? Yeah, like, there were times if- where it was almost tough to tell whether he was making business decisions and like kind of monitoring how hard he went and how much contact. And then you're like, or is he just done? Can he not get there anymore? Can he not yeah. do it? And that's anymore? the other part with Hightower right. Fitzy, is he's not coming back for like 3 million. Like he's going to make money if he, if he's going to, if he was going to come back. But um, I think everything Bill said about him on Tuesday was accurate. I think he's been a tremendous player for the team. I kind of look at it as, yeah, if Hightower, 
Van Noy and Collins all were back from last year, would that be better than what you have right now? Probably in this this particular year. I think it's marginal. Yeah. But I think nominal overall, at best. Yeah. Long term, you're I think you're far better off finding out if any of these guys can play. Let Ronnie Perkins play. You took him in the third round last year. See if he can be on the other side of Matthew Judon as an outside linebacker. See if Josh Uche is a little bit more than just a summertime hero. See no, if he he's the key play. piece of the puzzle. Right. right. See if as he can play. And I think you're better off finding out. Now, maybe they don't work. Maybe the guys that you picked aren't good and they're not better than the guys that you had. But you were only going so far with those veterans anyway. I think it's time to find out about some of the younger guys. All right. So that leads us, Andy, into our next segment. Uh, once again, at Six Rings Pod, we got PFW Paul at Jumbo Hart and your old pal at Fitzy GFY steering the ship today. Uh, as you mentioned some of those players, Paul, let's get into a little segment I like to call Bigger Impact. 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 We don't have production on that one, so I just thought I would voice that like it was a monster truck rally. Uh, I'm going to throw Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. a couple of either. What's going on this week? Right now, 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 now. Oh, yeah. is it really? You'll seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> the Perillo Bone Crusher against Jumbo's Boat. It's on Sunday in the mud at Gillette, 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 Gillette. All right. So I'm going to throw a couple names at you with scenarios, and you tell me. Uh, we'll go to, first to you, Paul, then Andy, and we'll just flip the script uh, there and thereafter. Who do you think will have the bigger impact? So your first one is Tyquan Thornton on offense or Jack Jones on the defense. Which rookie will have the bigger impact in 2022? Mr. Perillo. I'm going to take Jack Jones on that. Uh, Andy and I, again, like-minded, we're both pretty impressed with him uh, last week on Monday. Um, the athleticism, I, I think he's a guy that had some ability, had some off-field uh, issues uh, at USC. So I think that contributed to his draft stock a little bit. Uh, I know a lot of the, the write-ups that I saw on him, you know, were, were just sort of value, evaluating the player, not necessarily where they thought he was going to go. But I think there's, there's an opportunity for him to, to get in the mix. I don't think the secondary is deep. I don't think the cornerback position is very deep. Maybe it's deep at safety. And I think Thornton is going to have a hard time sort of cracking that top four at receiver. Yeah, I, uh, I'll go with Jack Jones. Uh, part of it is opportunity. I think there are just so many question marks at cornerback and depth over there. Um, you know, the, the raw talent that he theoretically brings as one of the elite prospects coming out of high school after his issues. I'm just going to use that for the rest of my life. Like, I mean, Andy, who, who among us hasn't issues. been hangry enough to possibly rob a Burger King or just need Hell to get yeah, it? Hell yeah, he thought it was, it was a Panda Express. Yeah, he thought it was a sample. There right, were toothpicks. They're so good. Um, And Thornton, I don't know with, like, there, there's the one side, like, we got, um somebody said Thornton, like, that speed is nothing to sleep on. Like, yep. I agree with that. Four I do too. speed, but I don't know. I, first of all, he has the opposite of cornerback. They're not great, but he's got right. a bunch of bodies in front of him that are proven NFL talents that can right. be on the field and have been in this system other than Parker. And I think we all think Parker might be the most talented of the guys that are now in the system. Yeah, I would look at Thornton and say, hopefully next year, you know, you're going to have Jacoby Myers will be an unrestricted free agent. Mm -hmm. Nelson Aguilar will be an unrestricted free agent. If, if Thornton shows some promise, you have him, you know, this is like the old page. This is the way Bill used to do it. A have a guy tour. ready to go right away and already comfortable in your system. I, I look at Thornton as, you know, can, can he do like maybe Bethel Johnson did early in his career? Um, see, I, you made a face, Fitzy, but if you think back to early Bethel Johnson, mm -hmm. 
you know, maybe it was 15, 20 catches, but there was like one every couple of games that was a key play, a key bomb, you know, in, right. you know, in Atlanta to help win a game, you know, something like that. Uh, he had a huge touchdown in the uh, the ice bowl here yep. uh, against Tennessee. That's right. And had a big catch against game. Matt Hasselbeck's Seattle Seahawks in 2003 to seal the yeah, game as like well. You're not, that I'm not looking yep. for Tyquan Thornton to go out and catch 75 balls, but can he catch 20 and, and average 20 yards a catch while doing it? I think that could give the offense a lift. Well, I would All right. That. He averages, okay. If he has 20 catches and averages 20 yards a catch, that's a very good impact. That's a huge impact. Now, so not you know compared to leaks. Like, give, give, no, me, give no, no, no. Big plays. Give me I big agree plays. because that's I do think the bar is set. The, the way receivers are coming into the league the last two or three years, first, second round receivers putting up big numbers, pro bowl, all pro caliber. Like there, I think he has no shot to do that. I think his best case scenario is something that you said, maybe a little higher, maybe 30 something catches with a, a relatively high best wow. case scenario. I said, yeah, eyebrow yeah fella. why, why uh, with a nice little 18, 19 yard YPC. Yeah. You sure. know me, I would be all in and all over. That's that. the best case. Yo, actually the absolute best case scenario for him mm -hmm. is probably Nelson Aguilar with the Raiders before he got paid with the Patriots. You know, ah, 40 something catches you're going down the road. yards and huh? eight and eight you're touchdowns. Saying now you're saying down the road. No, I'm saying right now, like everybody gets hurt and he's oh. on the field. I think that's his best case scenario. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best in class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.